We're up. We're doing up. the recording. We're doing the recording again. Yep. <laughs> Have you watched um the show Neon Genesis Evangeline? Evangeline? I think I've seen about half of it. Yeah. Okay. What did you? Well, you only watched half of it, so mm-hmm. you obviously didn't like it that much, right? Uh, I was watching it with Adam, and then uh, we stopped watching it, probably because he went back to college or something. And then I was like, "I'll watch this on my own," and then I just never did. Yeah. Um, it's um a classic. Yeah. Uh, it. I remember being sort of annoyed by the main character, and um, it never. It was like, did it get? Do you? I'm I'm on episode three right now. Mm-hmm. Has it? Did it get better after that? I think there's like a point where people say like it's really really great. Okay. Um, but. I don't know if I got to that point. Yeah. It was a very, uh, it's just very, it's like very fucked up. Uh, yeah. In terms of like everything that's happening. It sort of like subverts everything and all yeah. these genres being subverted. Oh so, my God. So, yeah. Every preview they say, stay tuned for more fan service. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, that's it's fun. weird. I think, I think there are people that know more about like what it's saying. Yeah. I didn't finish the series, so I'm not one of them. Okay. Um, All right. And then I sort of like stopped watching anime altogether. Yeah. Uh, even though I think my next film will, that I choose will be an anime. So mm, interesting. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're how about I'm Jared and I'm Kevin. Uh, and this week we're what are we talking about, Kevin? We're talking about First Man. Yep. Uh, the 2018 movie directed by Damien Chazelle. Uh, it is a look at the life of astronaut Neil Armstrong and the legendary space mission that led to him becoming the first man to walk on the moon on July 20th, 1969, which, uh, yeah, so this is my pick. Originally picked it because the moon landing just had its 50th anniversary, and mm-hmm. then we, like, missed that by weeks. Yeah, so that's fine. That's just, whatever. like, two weeks. It's yeah. okay. Um, what are your uh, initial thoughts about this Murphy Carvin? Hmm. Uh-oh. Not overly positive. You're, you're, you're gonna. This is yeah. This is probably gonna be our. I, I'm anticipating this is to be our biggest discrepancy in terms of. of really? Yeah. Mm. Um. It. <coughs> bigger than the thing. Bigger, way bigger than the thing. I think. Um, really? You yeah. hate it that much? Um. Uh. I, first, have you watched any other Damien Chazelle movies? I have not. I don't think. Uh, um, Whiplash, La La Land. Oh, I've seen. Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen both of them. Then. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've seen both of those then. And Ten Cloverfield Lane. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? It says it's on his IMDb. Maybe he like wrote part of it or something. Yeah, I think he only okay. wrote that. Yeah, but uh, disregard that bit. No, he he's a writer. He's yeah. Okay, I mean of the, his directing. Though. Okay, yeah. No, I I saw Whiplash, but I watched it on an airplane. Um, oh, Jesus Christ! It was a very like that movie was very uncomfortable for me. Yeah, um, that's the point of the movie. I, I did not enjoy that movie. It's trying to be uncomfortable. La La Land, I thought, was um, visually very pleasing, um, but then it got more and more frustrating. Because yeah. you don't like musicals. Like musicals. Yeah. Um, well, it was, there goes me picking that. Right. It, it, La La Land was fine. I mean, I understand why people like it, but I did not enjoy it all that much. Um, <sighs> I actually really liked 10 Cloverfield Lane, though. Yeah. Um, until, like, the last... 30 seconds or five minutes or whatever. You mean when it's spoilers revealed that there's a Cloverfield alien? Yeah. Okay. I thought the movie was better when it was like 
Yeah. Oh, because that's what the original movie was. Right. Yeah. Was without I'm sure, the like, field. I'm animals. sure his, unless he was in charge of writing that last like ten, fifteen minutes. Uh, yeah, I doubt that. I'm pretty right. sure he he was friends with the guy who directed it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, I, I thought the first, yeah. you know, I thought 90% of the film was, was really, really, really good. I yeah. fucking loved it. Yeah. And then the last 20 minutes, like, kind of almost, almost killed it yeah. completely. Mm. Um, yeah. So, okay. So back to First Man. I uh-huh. I thought this movie, um, and it was actually the same problem I had with La La Land, where it seemed like they were making it to win awards. Just ev- like the way that okay. they were making it seemed like Oscar bait to me, and it seemed very like self indulgent. Huh. Um. I can see why you say that, but I would add a counterpoint that I think Oscar movies have kind of ruined the intimate portrait of a character, and I feel like that's what this movie was set out to be. That mm. I think it was billed a lot, especially like in trailers and sort of the hype that it's going to be about the first moon landing and uh it's gonna be damien chazelle's take on all that and he's like this visionary director and all mm-hmm. that garbage but it wasn't really it was more just like neil armstrong is a weird and kind of broken person and mm-hmm. let's see what that weird and broken kind of person does when he gets tasked with landing on the moon and i think it actually accomplished that mission really well mm-hmm. and everything else was kind of irrelevant to that Mm-hmm. And therefore falls into irrelevancy, but also the details of everything are exactly right and are very like true to life. Sure, I don't, I don't think I disagree with anything you just said. Okay, um, but Oscar Bait has ruined that type of movie by saying that it's going to be about a single character and they're right. going to go on some big life-spanning journey or life-defining journey. Right. Or it's like, look at this performance. It's so deep and yeah. like, oh, it's so tragic. They're gonna he show their his, full range of emotion. He lost his daughter, and like, you know, he's yeah, he loses all these friends slash coworkers, and it's so painful. Yeah. And but he perseveres, and um, yeah, it. Gonna yeah, it. But ultimately, I think the biggest problem with the film. Is my first notes are close up, close up, close up, close up, close up, close up. Yeah. Um, the whole movie is shot in basically close up. Yeah. Where like the top of everyone's head is cut off. Yeah. And it just felt so cla- fucking claustrophobic. That's what I was trying to do. But like, why would it do that on scenes where he's like hanging out at a dinner table? Like, I, it just because he felt claustrophobic in those environments. Because he's like an antisocial. Um, kind of withdrawn guy. But like even when it's not him, you might have like a hint of the your favorite type of disease, the autism's. Yeah, the Asperger's. You a, yeah, you have a different name for it. I don't remember. Which it's one what I you used. called the Spider Man, the Bergs. S- oh, Spurgy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah, no, apologies for that. Yeah, he. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, I don't yeah, think he's, he's like fully social... on the spectrum, but right. he is. I like, mean, socially probably, awkward. Probably is. I mean, he's like. Yeah, I suppose. Know, yeah. Probably a little bit more than a little bit. He's like a very like all of his interactions with everyone are like so awkward. Yeah. And like uncomfortable and weird and yeah. like. He, like, I don't. I I don't know. Like it's it's. So. In the first, like, you know, ten minutes or something, like, his, or five minutes, his daughter dies. Yeah. 
and I'd say probably first twenty minutes. Yeah, the movie is very long. Um, yeah, l- less long than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But yeah, it's still very, quite long. Um, it he he. There's like a moment where he has like this bracelet with her name on it, and he puts it in a desk drawer. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna come back later. Yeah, uh, and then it does. And you didn't that, like that it came back later. Is that real? Is that a real thing? No, that happened? Uh, uh, have no idea. We have okay. no idea what Neil Armstrong put in his uh, PPE. Mm-hmm. So he might have. I mean, he probably didn't, because right. that's yeah. just for dramatic effect. So right. we can have an object to attach to his daughter, but in the film, yeah. I mean, it just made me tired. Okay. <laughs> I think like oh it was because like it it felt very like I know it's like a biography, or a and biopic, so, yeah, a biopic, yeah. And so it's like how the whole time I'm like, how real of it? Uh, how real is this? Like, did he? Did Neil Armstrong struggle with the death of his child? Yes. Um, I mean, obviously, everyone struggles with the death of their kid, right? Yeah. But like, it's it it seemed very like. The moments where it, like expressed that seemed yeah. weird and odd and and again very that's the type of person pointed. he was like like you know they say like Oscar, like okay what do you like, think of the the scene where uh during the funeral of his daughter he goes into his office like so his son asks him to play mm-hmm. then he retreats into his office and he mm-hmm. has a little quick cry there mm-hmm. and then like he gathers himself and he goes off to do his thing mm-hmm. w- what did you think of that? I thought that it was like a very Oscar baby. Okay. It's like oh, they're boy. just like the movie is tugging at my heartstrings in a very deliberate <sighs> way. Kevin, you and gotta forget felt, about the Oscars. And it well, like not, like Oscar bait, like not because like oh they're trying to win an Oscar, just like yeah, but very did, pointed like yeah. heartstring tugging where it's like is this deserved at all? Because we don't know anything about the character other than like his daughter dying, which is this sad. is us learning about the character that that's he's the type of person who needs to retreat to a room so he can have a quick cry. But isn't that like lots of people? Like there's nothing like inherently. Yeah, I'm not saying right. that no, no, there's just... anything groundbreaking about this character study we're right. doing. We're studying just... this particular character, right. and that's the type of person that he is. Sure, I mean that's not like inherent. Uh, there's not. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong. I just think that like, like it just didn't work for me because I didn't enjoy it yeah you're not supposed to enjoy it well like it just like that's like sort of like how the whole movie felt yeah you're supposed to feel sad about it yes because it's a sad movie like so yeah in terms of your this is a true life story and Mm -hmm. how much of this is actually did actually happen Mm -hmm. i think the movie posits does that matter it's more about what the feeling of this was and what the feelings of Everybody involved in making this movie thought Neil Armstrong was emotionally experiencing mm-hmm. during this time, and I think that is an accurate representation, true or not, of a version of Neil Armstrong in which he is this sad, he is this depressed, sure. and he does wrestle with all these different things. There's a lot of stuff going on in his life that mm-hmm. it's an impressionistic picture of that as sure. opposed to a paint-by-numbers accurate representation like it's not a picture it's a painting of a person sure. that it's purposely it's like trying to blur the lines yeah right um, and it's an emotional interpretation of all of that that it that it puts right. the emo like that's why there's so many close-ups that's why it's also a bunch of close-ups because it's shot in 16 millimeter which is like a very grainy film and mm-hmm. like that's what a lot of i feel like if you see home movies it's i mean it's not going to be 16 millimeter sure. but it's going to be a, a grainy, smaller grain of shady, that yeah mm-hmm. yeah so 
like when he's on Earth, there's a lot of that and a lot of close-ups and a lot of like mm-hmm. shot like documentary footage. Right. A lot and of sort handheld, of drifting. Like, um, yeah, camera operation that right. is trying to include you in his life, yeah. but not in his point of view. Sure. I mean, I I find all that I find handheld work a lot of times very distracting mm. because like even when you're walking around, your eyes don't do that. You know. Yeah, because like, it's yeah. These are trying like, to be documentary based, though. Right, and so, but like, even if it's like trying to bring you into the scene with you know all the, these characters, yeah, um, that you're observing portray. these people from afar. Right, but I don't feel that way with the okay. handheld stuff hmm. because like because and of how like, like unstable the it is, huh? And yet you like the office. You don't like it that part of the office. I, the office doesn't shake that much. The office is yeah, like, but they and there's play like into a, a lot of, of like, conventions of. That it's camera okay, yeah, operators a lot of like, walking like, around the no, no, yeah, office. yeah, that's, and that's like my my specific problem. Like, I don't have any problem with like them like zooming in or them like moving the camera around. I have a problem with it not being like as steady as as, as possible. Like it's like kind of wobbling in a lot of a lot of scenes throughout the movie, yeah. and that bothers me because your eyes don't do that. Your eyes yeah, are pretty not, good at being again. It's not trying to straight. mimic your eyes. It's trying to mimic somebody following with a big heavy camera, right? But you can still like not. Have it be so shaky. Not with the technology of that day. That would be much harder. But yeah, if you're making a docu, like, so how many like documentaries of that time have you watched? Have you watched any? Um, probably. Can't think of any off the top of my head. Okay. So, but documentaries like that—that that is how the footage sometimes is. If it's mm-hmm. not like a canned talking head, sure. Um, where they like, yeah, put it's going to be tripod down. Yeah, more mm-hmm. unstable or like more sort of home video based. Mm-hmm. Of like, there's somebody who's you know not qualified to be operating a camera, operating a camera, right? right but, He's trying to replicate that type of feeling. Sure, I mean, I just don't okay. appreciate that at that all. It doesn't change how you think of this film at all. No, not really, because it just bothers me. Okay, like, I I don't I don't need there to be so much movement where there's like not movement on the screen. Okay, like when two characters are like sitting. And the camera and like talking and the ca- but the camera is still wobbling, yeah. like it's very distracting for me. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> that is Jesus. I'm saying right? um, this is going to be a lot of disagreement. Um. I don't know. I think like. I think this movie brought up a lot of things, and I don't think it, it fully fleshed them out enough for me to feel satisfied with how the movie ultimately played out. So I think like. It doesn't really, like, say anything about how Neil Armstrong views, like, like why he's going to space, right? Um, and I'm not saying, okay, yeah. disclaimer, I don't think that the movie necessarily needs to address any of these points. It doesn't need to do that. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying that. And I would hazard a guess that it's not trying to Right, either. and it's not trying to at all. Yeah. But it, like... Then at this point, it's like, then what is it saying? It's just saying, this is Neil Armstrong, how we saw him. How, like, we decided to see him so that we could win an Oscar award. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't there. That's not always the intention of people who make these types of movies. These are just currently the types of movies that are winning that are being, Oscars. That are, yeah, because it's like a specific style. Yeah. Like, I think. Yeah, that, that's why I say, like, legitimately forget about the Oscars. Fuck those guys. <laughs> I mean, like, just okay, watch so, the movies, and if they're nominated for Oscars, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Who gives a fuck? 
was this nominated for it? Not really, no. Yeah. I think it won, like, something. Best. Uh, visual effects visual or something effects, like that. Yeah, yeah. Or special effects. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, like, the, the movie doesn't really posit anything about, like, you know, the, the cost of, like, the, the cost of doing, running these space explorations. Yeah. It, like, mentions it. Yeah, it includes it. Well, um, not so offhand, a few times. A few times, but it's They're, like, like, senators and also the protests. Yeah. Um, but, but like yeah, that's not the point of the movie, because right. the point of the movie is Neil Armstrong. Right, and it doesn't even, but it doesn't, like, it also doesn't say anything about how he feels about his, like, the cost of life, right? Like, I mean, it sort of does, and they like, he sort of, there's, like, a point where it felt like he needed to keep going because, like, the cost had already happened. Like, all, a lot of these coworkers Yeah, everybody had died. signed up already. Right. And they knew that like, that was a part of the risk. Like, so that yeah. was the thing that I thought that I, what made me think about things as opposed to the movie doing the thinking for me is I thought during this, yeah, so the public's making a big to-do, how many people have to die mm-hmm. for us to go to the moon? And I, all I thought during that was they signed up and they knew that sure. that was a possible consequence. They didn't sign right. up thinking, like, you know, yeah. we're all going to live no matter what. They're like, yeah, this is a dangerous thing that we're doing, but we're right. doing it because we want to. Mm-hmm. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. Sidebar, is Neil Armstrong that. still alive? No, he's dead. Okay. When did he die? Um... I want to say 2010. Okay. And so, like, I'm sure his, like, estate or whatever signed off on this movie. Yeah. So there was actually, this is based on a biography of him okay. um, that he was kind of involved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, like, a, a journalist or somebody who wrote this book. And, yeah, his family was a part of this and, like, shared a bunch of stuff Yeah, uh, with the production. Specifically, mm-hmm. uh, his wife. Um, Janet? Yes. Janet. Yeah, Janet okay. And uh, with... Um, um, the lady from the crown. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claire Foy. Oh, okay, the actress who plays her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, it. I'm not. No, 2012. He died. Okay. Yeah, I just. I don't. How much you care about? Uh, uh, NASA and the history of space travel. How much care do I care about, about that? Yeah. Um. Not much. Okay. I I I liked it a lot more when I was like a younger lad. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of lost interest in that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think that like, it's all like interesting. Like, I think space exploration and like that sort of stuff is interesting. Yeah, but you're not going to pick up a book about the history of NASA or mm, watch a documentary. Not necessarily. Titled Apollo 11, which everybody should watch, the most recent Apollo 11 documentary, mm. in which they use all uh, footage captured during and after the launch, mm. and uh, there are no talking heads, there's no voiceover, except for oh, sure. the guy from Mission Control. Mm-hmm. It is maybe my favorite documentary of all time. Oh, yeah? And it's all like 70 millimeter. Okay footage of all that stuff right and like tv broadcasts and stuff oh there's something i did want to ask you they used um actual neil armstrong's recording right for when he says the one small step for man or is that ryan gosling uh, don't i think that was ryan gosling i believe hmm, okay that's seems like a weird choice because you have that footage did, it, yeah. did they not insert it in into the movie at that point because like the mm-hmm. camera that actually shot neil armstrong you know, that footage still exists. They could have switched over to it. 
Yeah. Since we were at the they did for like the TV broadcast a bit of it, I believe. Okay. okay. Right? There's like a little grainy black and white yeah. footage they show. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the real footage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they wanted to recreate it. Okay, sure. And show what they wanted about it. Like that was a right. part of the controversy of this movie was that uh, they didn't show the flag being put oh, into put the down. moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it does actually show up. And also, fun fact, uh, they planted the flag too close to the LEM so that when they took off, they blew it over. Uh-huh. Because when their jets fired... Right. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it knocked it over. Silly. Yeah. Sad. A bit of an oversight on there. Of course. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, yeah, like yeah, he doesn't... They don't show the, the flag being inserted, which is like an iconic moment. But also, they sure. don't show a bunch of iconic moments. Yeah, I like mean, that's the point of the movie. Is that need to show that stuff, right? Yeah, we've seen it in a million things, right? Um, yeah, so yeah, to that point though, I think that's why they wouldn't, they didn't use actual footage because mm-hmm. they wanted the movie to be the movie, right? They wanted to do their own thing, yeah, um, which is admirable, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Still not your cup of tea. No, I mean, I think like, it's just it just the whole movie seemed over edited to me. Where like it's it's like hmm. a lot of cuts, like a lot, and it never the movie never allowed me to breathe at all. Like it just sort of, it it seemed like they didn't have actually that much material in terms of like story or plot progression or what like you know character beats. Yeah. And so, but like they didn't want to just like, they didn't want the movie to be like, you know, sixty two minutes long, and then so they like stretched it out and there's like long stretches where it's very like i didn't get what was happening like i yeah okay i know what's happening counterpoint to that okay yeah i think i know where you're going Mm -hmm. and i would say that was the point of the movie again right that it yeah it could have been a 90 smash and grab minute you know i mean we're going to the moon and this is all the kind of fun footage we got mm -hmm. this is the history of all that but it wanted to breathe, even though you felt like you couldn't breathe, in the quiet moments, in the stuff that doesn't matter, in the like him in the backyard talking to the other astronaut about going to the moon, mm-hmm. and yeah, that other astronaut asks him why he wants to go to the moon, and he says, "Cause it's there." Mm-hmm. Like, w- and that was the attitude that Neil Armstrong had. But like right. that whole scene takes a lot of time to play out, but adds right. nothing to the plot. Yeah, except. It adds to the plot of this movie, well, which is yeah, what so is like, Neil Armstrong thinking and feeling about this stuff, and what but again, do you like, think and feel about what I, he's thinking and feeling about. So because they portrayed him as so like closed off, yeah, I don't feel like I got a better understanding of how he was feeling or thinking during any of those moments. Okay. Like you get that moment where he cries at, at his daughter's funeral. Yeah, you get that moment where he just like leaves his wife at that other funeral. Yeah, and. So you get that, like, oh, he's upset about this. Yeah. But, like, beyond that, there's nothing deeper than that. Really? I felt like. Because, okay. like, you, you you know, it didn't seem like the movie answered, like, yes, like, the cost of life in terms of, of like, his colleagues was worth it. And at, at this point, like, it doesn't really matter. Because I would say that I don't think he even made up his mind whether that cost was worth it. So, like the cost was the cost in his right. estimation that if he could take anything on the 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 on his flight he would take more fuel right like that was just his attitude towards stuff mm-hmm. and a bunch of like horrible awful like those three guys literally burned alive in that cockpit right it's like a horrifying thing to mm-hmm. 
happen to anybody, and mm-hmm. yet he continues on. And I think that tells us something about him, that he was, like, obviously very bottled up with all of that. Like, there's sure. no way that he couldn't be affected by that. He was affected by that, right. but the way that he was affected by that was in a very strange and subdued and socially awkward and emotionally repressed way, mm-hmm. and that's a hard thing to... um explain but i feel like this movie does its best job of explaining that like he's an enigmatic figure in the purest terms of that word sure yeah he literally was the first person to step on the moon but like what do we know what was his personality like and i don't i've watched a lot of stuff and i have no idea what neil armstrong's actual personality was i know him that he was an astronaut and he must have been brilliant and you know he Mm -hmm. was a good pilot and all this stuff but like, I know nothing of his personality. Do you feel like this for, movie answered any of that? Yeah, kind of, a little bit, more than anything else has. Sure. I mean, and I haven't seen anything His personality else, so. was, like, kind of a weird recluse, and but also, you know, good at his job. And, like, what I found striking was when he goes to the, um, uh, goes to sign up for the Gemini Project, mm-hmm. uh, he's one of the only civilians there. Like, everybody yeah. else is a military guy. An Air but, Force person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somehow he's a civilian pilot in there. Like, that right. says something about him as a, uh, in his job competence. Um, right. And, I mean, like, you know, yeah. he's the best of the best in the U.S. Best of the best of the best, sir. Yeah. Uh, but you also... That's from? No. Men in Black. Okay. okay. <laughs> I haven't watched Men in Black. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying. I distracted you, sorry. You distracted yeah. me first, though, by referencing Men in Black. Okay. <laughs> Even though you haven't seen Sorry? Yeah, no, I mean... Um, I didn't feel like I learned anything about his actual character, like hmm. so, from this movie. Like, yeah, because you can you can being like you know an astronaut. You know we know that he's very intelligent. Yeah, and like so I guess I learned that he was very standoffish and a recluse sort of and yeah. socially awkward. Yeah, but like that. Uh, okay, we're back. Okay, sorry we lost it for a minute there. It's fine. It's all good. Hopefully this podcast has been recording at some point. No, it was. It just stopped there for a second. Oh, that's weird. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think that like I learned anything about Neil Armstrong that I felt was particularly interesting in yeah. this movie. Mm. Like there was no like revelation um that I got that I got and like okay, so I wanna ask like why show him leaving that bracelet on the moon? What does that symbolize? Does it? I don't know. Like, what does it symbolize to you? That's the whole point of this movie. Is what does it mean to you? Uh, it meant like kind of nothing. Like, right. Well, think about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. So what it meant to me was he has been on this quest to you know be the best, the very best there ever was. Uh, and to get to the moon. Mm-hmm. But along the way, there were a bunch of people who died, mm-hmm. specifically his daughter, well, but that, that he didn't like deal later, with. Though. I mean, like, his quest to get part, on the moon was, was later, right? Then, uh, it was all leading was up his, to this. Sure. That was the pinnacle of what he could do, mm-hmm. was go to the moon. Right. Like, he's a he's test doing pilot. test pilot thing. Where yeah. He's, like, going to outer space and then coming back. What else would a test, like, there's nothing else more that a test pilot could ever do other than fly a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the, the that's yeah. the pinnacle of sure. that's being an admiral in the navy or whatever mm-hmm. for a test pilot. But 
so yeah, him leaving that bracelet was him leaving behind his guilt over having feeling some sort of responsibility that mm-hmm. uh not that his daughter got ill, but maybe that he wasn't around as much as he wanted to. Sure. And the way that he dealt with it, that they like pretty much then immediately moved to Houston and they joined the Apollo program and mm-hmm. obviously Janet is not okay with that. But he just like mm-hmm. kind of keeps plugging away because that's all he knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to the moon and he finally has some sort of release. But again, being that emotionally stunted person that he is, he didn't know anything other than anything other to do other than you know give away this trinket of his daughter's in the one place that nobody else has ever been. Sure, and has been uh, not even a goal. further than a goal that humankind has ever had Mm -hmm. um i don't know i feel like there's something poetic there you don't get anything out of that i mean it doesn't make you think or feel anything about that that (laughs) felt very evocative to me it felt very like oscar baby yeah very like skin deep i guess it's like oh we set this up and then now we're paying it off um like the movie is sort of like <sighs> feel sad about this and like you know you're supposed no, to get like all these the movie's like, saying feel stuff about it yeah and if you right. felt sad that's how you felt about it feel whatever right and like just in a very so you don't give it credit for posing that question i feel like very few movies pose the question of feel something about this in an unguided way um i suppose not really maybe i was too distracted with like they're just doing this, like, to get some Oscars. Oh, um, Jesus. But also, like, oh, I don't really get why they felt like they wanted to make this movie. Like, maybe it's because the subject matter is not, like, inherently interesting to me. Mm. But, like, he, like Neil Armstrong, as portrayed by Ryan Gosling, is not the most compelling of people. Yeah. And so when he's, like... But he also wasn't that compelling of a person in real life. Sure. So then... But then don't you feel like you have, like, this kind of bland character doing something? I don't need my characters to be the most interesting and sympathetic. I think you have in previous episodes. Probably. You've talked about that if a character is unsympathetic, you're no likey. You're not on board well, yeah, with I, this. I get, I, uh, yeah, I kind yeah, of you get mentally frustrated. checked out. Yeah. Um, so and, I don't care movie, about that. I mean, yeah. it's a nice plus, and that can add to something. Mm-hmm. But this was a movie about a character who initially seems very unsympathetic, but I gained a lot of sympathy because of the movie's telling of his story. That sure. I never knew that his daughter died. Right, and, and so like I didn't think about what his conversations with his wife might have been. I only thought about yeah, he went to the moon, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But also, I didn't yeah, I didn't think about you know that the scene where Janet's listening to him uh, in uh, the probe. Sure. Or uh, when right. there's a malfunction in space and, mm-hmm. you know, he's rotating at a crazy amount of stuff. And they shut off her radio. Yeah. And she gets super angry about that. And she right. literally drives down to NASA, which she did, and said, turn my radio thing back on. I want to mm-hmm. know if my husband's alive. Yeah. And she has that great quote that everybody's talking about, you know, you're just a bunch of boys mm-hmm. playing with your toys or whatever it is. Yeah, something like um, that. And... Yeah, that I'd never thought about that, and that spoke that felt like a very true to life thing that I could imagine no, somebody I, saying. I mean, I really liked that scene in particular. Yeah, um, because that was one of the more like, like I don't know, maybe it's because Neil Armstrong was portrayed as so like reclusive, yeah, and robotic, yeah. Like I just had such little sympathy for him, and like you know that 
you know that he succeeds and he lands on the moon and comes back because yeah. that's what happened in real life. So anytime that they're like, it's like, oh, he's in danger. Like there's just no tension in any of those scenes. And it was more tension filled from her end because, yeah. you know, in the film and the logic of the f- in, in the movie, she doesn't know that he's going to be fine. Like, yeah. I know he's going to be fine because yeah. he went to the moon. Yeah. And like this one like thing is not, you know, the one yeah, thing I thought like, it's oh, not about this... is he going to die. No, it's know, about what like... happens when people think he's going to die. Right. Right. There's but, like, a difference so in that equation. I, I that had... like there's wait, hang on, wait, wait, wait. I want to make a point about this that like so in almost all stories that are told, your main character isn't going to die. Right. That's just how stories work. Right. Sure. So to say that you know how whoops well. the end <laughs> of Apollo eleven ends, sure. which is the them actually landing on the moon. I don't know that that's actually that fair of a thing to say that that's any different from most movies. Because most movies, you know that your main character is going to die in some part of your brain. Yeah, your brain might right. have been more activated in this particular instant instance looking for what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. what I would say to that is I think you need to enjoy the journey a little bit more because this sure. is a movie all about what the journey was, right? It's about right. every rock that you hit on your way, every pebble that mm-hmm. you every run into. setback or whatever. Yeah, not life about... Is, that life is, is not smooth sailing. Right. You, know, that, you can't just about, cut to the end. I, yeah. gonna, I get that. Okay. I'm just saying that like... The scene was more compelling from her end than yeah. his. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so, like, that's why I like that scene in particular. But, like, he's just so robotic. Yeah. And, like, and so it almost, it almost felt like scenes where he's remember, remembering his daughter were, like, shoehorned in. Because they're like, oh, we need this character to be more sympathetic. Because we've, like, kind of portrayed him as being, like, this, like, stoic robot the whole movie that has no emotional connection to anything. Like... He kind of like ignores his wife multiple times. Like he's playing with his sons, but he doesn't have any like you know, like there's not like that much of that. There's not yeah. like a lot of humanity it's in his character. It's not a classic uh father-son relationship. Right, but there's not even like really like hints of of him trying to do something with yeah. them in part- with the, his sons in particular. It's you like you don't for- buy that he's the type of person who doesn't know how to have that connection with his children i mean that's i mean again like i'm sure he was very standoffish yeah that's where they got this portrayal from but like it's hard for me to make a connection to the character if there's like no humanity at all and except i think that shows a tremendous amount of humanity i think it shows a tremendous amount of flawed humanity i mean he just seems right i don't know that humanity has to be non-robotic i think there are plenty of robotic humans and they're still humans and they still have humanity right Right, that's okay. what makes them the special little snowflakes that they are. Everyone's They're just different snowflakes. Snowflake. Yeah. But I think uh, that the movie, yeah, so the movie does a lot of that, but then at the end it pulls so, back some of that and it shows sure. him being a fun, you know, un sort of... Uh, He's he gets to let loose with his kids finally. He actually does have some fun playing with them. There's that scene, the scenes of him having a picnic with his whole family and his with his daughter still alive. That he finally I, on the moon he remembers right, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know, and that's why it felt like yeah, it felt like shoehorned in. Where okay, it's like we need. It felt like again a guy who's been emotionally repressed having a big emotional deluge mm-hmm. in that and, moment like, that moment. he doesn't mm-hmm. know how to deal with, mm-hmm. and we get a keyed into that by seeing that mm-hmm. um because he does again it feels like a release to him but he's a right. guy who hasn't had 
doesn't know how to deal with those things, that type of release in any way. Mm-hmm. And so this is, again, the best thing he knew how to do. That in his interactions with his wife in which he is terse and doesn't talk to her, that's the best he knew how to communicate to her. That I think he clearly loves her and she knows that, which is why that scene at the end works. Mm-hmm. Even though they're silent and they like just put their hands up on that glass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, They obviously had a connection and they probably talked more before, but now they don't for a myriad of reasons. Yeah. Uh, most of them being this space thing related. Yeah, but like the death of the daughter and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And that he, he is was a person who shut down because of that, and she was not, and she was frustrated by that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he, that I don't lent know a lot he, of like, humanity. I, I don't to know him. if I would say he shut down. I would say he was shut off. Like okay, once shut off from like there. well because like shut down to me like implies like you're stopped doing everything like he emotionally kept doing like work and stuff like that and he was yeah. he clearly had more emotion but it just like was not uh, yeah I mean necessarily people can't like affection stop or having emotion right though. yeah I mean I think they can but no um, you can't that's humanly impossible isn't that like kind of what depression sort of does no like you get like no. very uh no 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 no, no, no shut no, no, no. down no depression is depressed emotions yeah but it's not all gone it's just okay. simmering under the surface and it rears its ugly head in different ways okay um you can't stop having emotions that's humanly impossible i'm sure it's possible no uh, anyways it's not. I, I thought that scene on the moon where he remembers his daughter was kind of funny because mm. uh, he has another son that he <laughs> doesn't think about. Yeah, like, yeah. Cause this right. wasn't a film about that. I know, but like, it's, I don't know. It's like, right. That's a point. Of, that's, like, that's a part of the picking and, and, and choosing of this story though. Sure. Right. That we pick and choose certain things to see and certain things to really get deep into. Right. And so, yeah, he has two other sons, but what he was hung up on in this movie and what the the through line of this movie Mm -hmm. is his daughter and his journey to find some sort of resolution to that. Because as humans, we all have different storylines in our own lives that Mm -hmm. we're all dealing with, and at some points those end, and at some points they don't, and they're all coursing through us. And I feel like a part of this movie was we're going to take this one line of his life Mm-hmm. We're gonna superimpose it, and we're gonna view everything through that lens, right? Um, which I think is, is sort of like exploit- exploitative, exploitative, where it like hmm. it doesn't seem earned because because we don't know anything about him. Like he's just like this stoic robot the whole time, and it's like, why would I? Why should I believe that he had this like connection to his daughter? At all, because we don't see him having a connection to anything, and so like, we do you see a lot of him having connection to his daughter? We see him. That's like the most. But of... like, it's like only through that though. Like, it's only through like these flashbacks where he's like having these memories of his daughter, and he's like thinking about like touching her hair or whatever. But we don't see him like interacting with his sons in a way that makes me think like, oh yes, he's a caring father. And so like, if you're just doing it through flashbacks, it's like seems shoehorned into me. Uh, the start of the movie is him with all of those beginnings of with his daughter. And again, that felt shoehorned. It's like we need to have scenes where like his daughter is around so that we feel like he is the type of person to do this, but then we never see him caring for his sons in any real way since. Because his daughter died and he didn't know how to be that parent anymore. Why? I mean like Because his daughter died but, and I mean, he didn't like, know how to be that parent anymore. That doesn't mean anything. 
Yeah, it does. How does it not mean anything? Because like you can still be the same person that you are, right? Like he wasn't though. That's what makes him a different human character. Is that he was broken by that in some way and he never recovered. Okay. That so is the point of what the movie is trying to make. Okay. Again, like that just sort of bothers me. Like I don't think like cuz there's that like like I don't understand why there wasn't more with like him and his family. Like there was just didn't... such little with with it ha- like a lot of the movie was like them doing like science and s- science stuff. Yeah. And so if the movie is about like him dealing with like this tragedy and him trying to like figure things out like emotionally Wait, like, it's not about him trying to figure those things out. It's about him trying to escape those things because sure. he thinks he can't figure them out. But what he can figure out is how to get to the moon. Okay, so what? I guess is my question is. So like, what I'm saying is that that's why there aren't any more scenes of him playing with his kids because that wasn't the way that he got back his humanity and But did his he get it back? Though. Like, he didn't get it uh, back. No. Yeah. So then it's like, that's and then again he's just the sort point of, of the unlikable movie. and like I think he's a tragic character. I don't think he's unlikable. I think that I mean, yeah, he's set being as like kind of an asshole, right? I don't know that he's a full asshole. I think he's terse and um brusque with people, but he's not like a mega douche like what uh 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 the other guy Buzz the guy from Hull- yeah, yeah, who like is actually a mega douche. <laughs> yeah, he like is you know he's like the big football like Corey player. Stoll, on, Corey yeah. Stoll like always plays that character. He's like yeah. kind of always a dick. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him be like a hero or like a good. Well, I mean, person. House of Cards, he kind of is. I mean, he's still like cokehead who solicits prostitutes. Well, yeah, but he's not like <laughs> evil though. He's uh, not like no, it's trying to be mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was funny. Yeah, it's like there's a total asshole. Yeah, which he like kind of is. Like, right. I mean, he in real life actually punched a guy because he was being a douche. Because the guy was being a douche to him. It was like some neo-Nazi. Buzz oh, Aldrin okay. actually punched him, and he was like eighty something years old. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were. Right? I thought you went Corey Stoll. Like, oh what? no 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 no. Corey no. Stoll punched somebody. No, no. Buzz Aldrin oh, right. actually yeah, yeah. punched somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that now. Who's yeah. being a dickhead? Right. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I like I don't think I got anything emotionally from this movie. Um mm. that it wasn't explicitly trying to make me feel like okay. Like when you when you do things like have a flashback when he's on the moon thinking about his daughter and then he drops the thing. It just seems all very like over dramatic, you know, and like I don't know. It just seems kind of like exploitative. I, like feel things, uh, and I don't like it when movies yell at me to feel things. I like feeling things because the movie is making me feel things in a way that's not like explicit. If that makes any sense. Um, not really. Can you expand on that? So, like, okay, this in that scene in particular, he like remembers his daughter. And like the music is swelling, and it's all very like cinematic, yeah. and like, like real life just doesn't work like that, you know. Well, like it's a movie, right? And it's so, not trying to be real life, but it's trying to be like a biography, right? It's trying to like show us this character, 
And it seems over dramatic. Again, an impressionistic biography. Sure. Yeah. So you say sure, but are you actually uh, I get factoring what you're saying. that into? I mean, I just, I just don't think it, like, I don't think the movie, I mean, it just didn't do anything for me. Like, okay. I kind of just didn't really like Neil Armstrong at all. Yeah. I think, like, and it didn't make me sympathetic towards him, really, because mm-hmm. um, he just doesn't, like, he doesn't like say anything like he's just like quiet the whole time and then like this like the flashbacks with his daughter like bugged me because it you know yeah. it just felt unearned yeah because you have like still children around like you need to do something with those children yeah but and again, he doesn't—he didn't know how to. He got. But is that like real life? Up. Is that like how it worked? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if right. that's so how. Like, wait, I don't know if that's how it worked for him. Right. So that's but my problem. I think that is how it can work for right. people. Right, and I think, like, I think that's the problem with having a biography, and then you're making like these huge assumptions, right? About like, well, he he like. Completely... Does it matter to you that the Armstrong family is actually behind this movie and his actual living sons have said? So that's the thing. That so this felt knowing like... that now, knowing yeah. that now, like, makes it better. But at the time, not knowing that in yeah. the movie, you're like, you're like, he's such a huge, like, he's like an absent father. Yeah. And that's unsympathetic, right? Yeah. And so, like, knowing now, like, that it's. Because then you're, you're, I was wondering the whole time, like, how real is this? Yeah. And so unless I'm going to, like, stop the movie and look it up, you know, it's like, I'm just going off what the movie is telling me. Yeah. And, and in my mind, it was all very, like, overdramatic. And, like, he's unsympathetic, and he's, like, ignoring his, his sons. And, like, you know, there's that scene where his, his, his wife is like, you need to talk to your children. Yeah, as because, he's leaving to go to the moon. Right, because yeah. you're, like, might not come back. Yeah. And, like, so then he has that really, like, like he has that talk with his kids, and it's very. Yeah. Str- I Which actually really like that. Scene. The great line from his son uh, to his son, he says uh, after his son asks him, uh, "You know, are you going to come back?" He says to his son, "I have real confidence in the mission." Yeah. To a child. Right. His own child. Right. And so, like, yeah, that's you that's, don't think that's a great, horrifying, saddening portrait of a person who can't even say to his kid, "I might die." Right, that he's so sure, repressed. Like, I mean, that felt very evocative to me, and it didn't so feel the exploitative. Is, the problem is, in the time of watching, I yeah. didn't know that his his family was on board with the movie. Yeah, because you don't have to be right. Like yeah. you can get the you can do anything you want. Right. I didn't know that. Like you know, so without knowing that his yeah. family is like signing off, mm-hmm. I'm just going off what the movie is telling me. Yeah, and the movie is telling me this dude is kind of an asshole. And he's ignoring his two children. Yeah. His two surviving children. And so then, like, you know, it... I don't know. Like, it just didn't work at all for me in because of that. Because, like, without the... I th- like, it works much better now knowing that, like, his family was like, yes, this portrayal is is fairly accurate. Or, is you know, whatever. Yeah. They signed off on the portrayal. Yeah. So without it, it seemed very, like, you know... I'm struggling to come up with the words like just very uh yeah exploitative and like over dramatic yeah right where 
he's just only thinking about like his 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 daughter that passed away and like like I don't even think we're introduced really to his second child. No. Like I I couldn't tell them apart in any way. Yeah, like, I mean we weren't introduced to his first child either. Yeah, I mean it's, we see him more because he's you know exists for more of the film. Yeah, but like but, so you know what I'm do you know what I'm saying though? Right. Like without yeah. that knowledge, it's very like it made me very uncomfortable because you you don't I didn't know like how much this is like for cinematic like you know to try to make the movie like have more like drama involved yeah. or like how real it was. Yeah. So like you know it's believable for sure that like this scientist guy scientist pilot guy would would be like kind of closed off and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Technically an engineer, but yeah. yeah, engineers are scientists. Not really. Scientists are usually about like doing research and discovering stuff. Engineers are more about building, building things. things. Okay, but like you know, yeah, not I don't a big know. difference. Just nothing. None of it really. None. None of it really connected. For me because the whole time i was like why aren't you doing anything with your other children yeah and so like yeah i mean if i had known that it was like that the armstrong family slash estate was on board with this portrayal it probably might have changed a few things and how i viewed him as a character yeah. but in the moment you're just like he's such an asshole and like kind of unsympathetic hmm well, I disagree. Okay. I fine. think it's good for all of those reasons. I think it is breaking the mold of... I just watched uh, Apollo 13 recently, mm-hmm. and that's a very, like, surface um, kind of buying into all the stereotypes of what an astronaut is, which is, like, you know, a space cowboy who's out there flying by the seat of their pants, and you know, he's brilliant, and a pilot, and, you know, they got to do all these risky things, but they're also a hero because it's Tom Hanks... Um, I mean, this movie kind of does that too, though. Uh, not really. I, I mean, think they show where they that scene where they go, they do that test thing to yeah. attach to the whatever yeah. Regina. Like, I don't think that's what that's called, but it's, yeah, wasn't the the second ship called like the Agena? Agena was that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Didn't you just say Regina? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I it's the Agena. Agena. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When they, I mean, that goes horribly wrong. Yeah. The wrong, test right? that. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then isn't that like a very isn't that very similar to what happens? Yeah, in but Apollo that doesn't 13? seem heroic. There's not a big swell of music once he finishes. Oh, sh- that. oh okay. So it's not like it's more about the panic and the terror in that uh he actually did accomplish this task. But it's not right. about that look oh man, look at he's a great hero. Because then when he comes back down, he's like berated by everybody and anybody. Like, yeah, this mission went wrong and what's the point of funding the space mission anymore if we mm-hmm. can't even get there? And you know, like he talks to all the senators and stuff, and they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. in my district, I want results, and mm-hmm. I don't want to give the space program all these billions of dollars. Right. Um, and then the movie, like, ignores that and keeps moving on with no, it doesn't this e- plot line. Okay. It Wait. does ignore that, but yeah. it purposely ignores that, because it's not right, a movie I mean, about the funding of NASA. I know, but, like... It's a movie about Neil Armstrong, and he's right. tertiarily... Connected to connected to the funding of NASA because he's a part of NASA, right? And he was used as like a figurehead, like when he goes Mm -hmm. to the White House and he talks to all those people, right? Uh, Or like the 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 news conference that they have when they ask him about the cost of the lives and stuff. Like he doesn't. uh, I don't remember, but he basically doesn't have an answer, right? Because he doesn't have an answer throughout the whole movie. Yeah, because he doesn't. It's not his job to have an answer for that. But it's not a movie about the guy 
but who has the answers to all of those things. If you want to watch that movie, you watch a movie about Buzz Aldrin because he's the guy who's going to come up with those answers. But I don't think those answers are any more uh, real than Neil Armstrong's actual non-answer, which is, I don't know. Like, I think he literally, legitimately does not know, Mm -hmm. doesn't know how to convey that, but thinks we should still do it anyways. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, what actual answer to is there... Reason the, to go yeah, to the moon. Mm-hmm. Or is there a reason why these at least three astronauts have died to go to the moon? It was like nine at the end of it. Yeah. So um, at this point, though, like right, three yeah. astronauts burned alive in a cockpit. Right. Why? I mean, shouldn't we stop funding that? Why should we keep funding it? What is so the answer like, there? That's the thing. Like, Other than he to beat the rescues. Neil Armstrong, Ryan Gosling, Neil Armstrong doesn't have an answer. Yeah. But I'm sure, like... I'm sure there was a reason for him to keep going. I think the and, reason to keep going was it, that there was a thing to do. It was there. Right, which is like they kind of bring that in with uh um like that's that's sort of what they have JFK talking about it yeah. basically. Yeah, his famous speech of right. Why because we go to the moon? why we yeah, why to climb Mount Everest or whatever. Yeah, just the high mountains or something. I don't remember. Because they're there. Cuz they're there. And so like yeah, is which that what the is, movie is saying that Neil Armstrong felt? I think so, yeah. Then why not have him... Because he's not a person who would like, say that. like, Or at least showcase that in any way. They do I mean, showcase they it, because they show like, that clip. But that's not him. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, okay, so, but he doesn't have to say everything that he believes. I mean, he doesn't believes. have to say everything that we he believes. We can see what he believes in his actions and that he does continue being a part of the space mission and that this movie includes that speech in all of this. But again, without us having a connection, like having that speech have a connection to him, we're just making assumptions. I don't need that speech to have an explicit connection to him. What you've been talking about is that, I mean, you were just saying that everything felt so exploitative and so like, well, it's the bracelet and now the bracelet's going to be the next thing. Yeah. But you don't like this one that isn't explicit, but is in fact implicit, that it's just a wash of this entire movie. But it's so on the nose that it feels explicit again. It's not really implied, really. It's like... It is implied, because it's... He doesn't say, I'm doing it because of JFK. No, of course not. Well, that would be not. what it, like, being explicit would be. I mean, no, being explicit to me would be like him having like a speech at some point where he's like, we're doing it because of this, or like some sort of answer like that. How is but that like, different from what I just said? I mean, because it's not like necessarily JFK in particular. Okay. You know, it's like Anyways. him saying, like, we're doing it because it's there or because, like, for whatever reason. So, like, I guess it's, it's like, implied, but it seemed very on the nose. Does okay. that make any sense? Where it, like, sure. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that, though. Sure. This is a very on the nose movie because mm-hmm. it's an intimate portrait about Neil Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Right? That is, it's on Neil Armstrong's nose. That's the that's why the right. movie was made right right it wasn't called apollo 11 it was called like first it, man and he is the movie. titular first man sure on the moon right um yeah and that uh, i don't know i don't have an argument to you other than that that was the point of the movie mm-hmm. and i guess if you didn't like that or get that i don't know what else to say i mean i got that it was the point of the movie okay but i just didn't don't appreciate like that, it that much then i don't know what else to say other than it was yeah. trying to do that and it accomplished that sure 
I mean, yeah, I accomplished that, but like it just didn't work at all for me. Because like you just, I just never connected with Ryan Gosling as a character. Yeah, and then like he shows no humanity except in flashbacks. Right. Well, uh, on the flip side of that is, I would say I connected with him because he showed no humanity. <laughs> so they understand those instincts and I understand that sort of mentality that he was in, that Which depressed is, state that okay. he was in, mm-hmm. that sort of um, you know mind numbing or emotion numbing, I should say, mm-hmm. sort of mindless trying to accomplish tasks. Like uh, when he goes back after he has that uh, uh, accident in the lander thing simulator, mm-hmm. yep. and he goes back to his house and like his wife sees his bloody face and she's mm-hmm. like, "What the hell happened?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You know what? I actually forgot something at the office." Yeah, like that felt very like I got that mm-hmm. for whatever reason, right? Because I would be the person who would show up, you know, like missing an eyeball. I'd be like, "It's all fine." Somebody yep. else would be like, "No, it's not." And I'm like, "I got." Don't want to talk about this now. Okay, bye. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. That all worked for me. And I felt that I Armstrong mean, was sympathetic because of that, because that felt like a real-life interpretation of somebody who is classically unsympathetic. Mm-hmm. But in reality, everybody deserves sympathy. Sure. But not many people get showcased in this way. So, again, I don't need a character to be classically sympathetic in that way. No. And, I mean, like, I think it would be disingenuous to make Neil Armstrong classically sympathetic especially if his family is like signing off on this portrayal yeah because he wasn't right yeah and so again having that knowledge changes it slightly okay but i don't think it still doesn't make the movie work for you no not really okay just seemed very Uh, what about the music uh music was good i thought again like it's i mean i don't had no problem with like the filmmaking except all the close-ups yeah like at all times um it bothered me yeah. You don't need to do that, I don't think. Like when they do, that was the point of the movie. But that doesn't make it good, just because like they're I'm trying not to saying do that it makes it. I'm not saying that any one stylistic choice makes anything good. I'm right. saying that w- any stylistic choice makes a movie coherent in some way. Sure, but I mean, like even when he's not around. So if the movie is about Neil Armstrong, even when he's not around, we don't have to have all these like these like super close ups because it's the style of the movie. Though. But it doesn't allow you to visually breathe at all yeah because that's the point because it's trying to be a claustrophobic movie right about again about your point about that party that where there's a lot of close-ups of him Mm -hmm. i think the claustrophobia that you felt there is and again an evocative claustrophobia of neil armstrong felt claustrophobic in these big groups when he was supposed to talk to people right in this way but then why are we doing it when it's like his wife talking to people I don't know. Yeah. I so I like, don't have an answer to that. So, I mean, and you don't have to have an answer. You're not a filmmaker. I'm just saying, like, I think not doing that at different times would show us this emotional state of, like, his wife or, like, his children or whatever. Like, you know, like, we, and it would, like, showcase, like, how other people are feeling. So if it's all close-ups all the time, even when Ryan Gosling is, is in outer space and we're not with him in outer space at that time, like it just makes it's it not us thinking of him thinking about his wife. No, I mean it's like his wife doing stuff or whatever, and it's like super close ups, and it's like then is it still about like how how Ryan Gosling, how Neil Armstrong felt claustrophobic and how, like like kind of locked away, or is it about how everyone feels that way? 
And is that what the movie is trying to say? Is it trying to say it that could like be. it could be, but it doesn't yeah. like it, it doesn't you seem don't that think way. Janet Armstrong also felt claustrophobic in her own house as there are a bunch of news crews outside waiting to hear about if I'm her husband is dead when, or when not. When she goes to like uh the NASA base. Yeah. And it's like super close ups there too. If the point of the super close up is to make them make it seem claustrophobic, why are you doing it in that specific instance? Like you you it like these like filmmaking choices, you know, they don't need to be this hard through line. Because if it's for Neil Arm the benefit of us understanding Neil Armstrong's mental state, it doesn't need to be happening. And it can be a good change of pace and like a visual breath of fresh air when he's not around. Because then we don't need to feel claustrophobic throughout the entire two and a half hours of the movie. We can have these little moments where the movie sort of slows down for us. Because the movie felt very rushed. A lot of it like just kind of keeps it's like the pacing I felt was 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 weirdly slow and fast at the same time. Like I've I've felt the length of the film. Yeah. Um and I, that might have been because of like the viewing experience. Like I was watching it on my laptop and I don't love doing that. I'd rather mm. watch it on my television, but I couldn't. Um and so like it felt long. It's like cuz and I'm possibly is because I knew that like it would end sort of with the lunar landing. Yeah, kept anticipating that. Right. And so I was like, okay, it's going to happen at some point. And like leading up to it, it felt like it was taking a while. Yeah. But like at the same time, it was doing things very, very quickly. And so it was like this breakneck pace, but yeah. it wasn't going anywhere. It felt like. Hmm. Right. Well, I would disagree. And I would say it was a pretty fast paced movie. Mm-hmm. Covered a lot of ground. Touched on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But th- and like, again, that's why it felt weird. Because like it, it did do that. And it did touch on a lot of stuff. But at the same time, it felt like it was not getting to the landing quickly enough. Yeah. It felt like it was taking its time. Okay. Again, I liked that it took its time. Sure. But I've been on the search for, like, this felt like, uh, I talked about it last episode, but The Leftovers, mm-hmm. that The Leftovers is a show that doesn't go anywhere, but a lot of stuff happens. Sure. And there's a lot of emotional, raw... Um, Didn't you say it was bad, or... What? Wait, no. what? Oh, it was a different show. Sorry. It was the show with uh, the, 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 the text. Yeah, guy. the Shannara Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was it. bad. No, yeah, okay. Leftovers is like one of the greatest shows of all time. Okay. Um, but it is also not about plot, and I think you would hate it, but I think you maybe need to watch it. Because that was like a turning point for me watching the first season of The Leftovers, in which I understood that. Or for me, I guess it scratched an itch of that. It's a movie not about anything, but about a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and everything all at once, mm-hmm. right? There's not a lot of plot to it, which can be frustrating, mm-hmm. in which there's like kind of not a lot of plot to this movie either. Yeah. It's more about what the people do when they have to deal with a bunch of particular things, like a daughter dying, like a mission gone wrong, like mm-hmm. his friends burning alive, like him being sort of this figurehead of... Uh, NASA and stuff, and mm-hmm. him not exactly being a person equipped to deal with that, mm-hmm. but it gets into the nitty gritty of all of that, mm-hmm. and I like that as a change of pace. There aren't okay. a, there isn't a lot of that just generally being made. Like that's kind of a, a newer concept of like the character study, the deeply intimate character study, 
is kind of a new concept in filmmaking, I feel like. Um, and I really enjoy this movie for that. Mm -hmm. um, the other part of that is there are a lot of details that are very true to life. Like in the first detail when, uh, or some of the first details when he's in that plane that's, mm -hmm. uh, he's doing the first test flight in, like yep. there's a lot of rattling and like creaking and like, right. uh, you know, a bunch of get noxious, noxious gas gets pumped into his cockpit at one point. Um, like that is all actual real. But mm. if we were watching a different movie, it'd just be like him in a plane and it's like, he's going to space. Um, and it wouldn't have that sort of um, like truly terrifying. He's in a tin can right. going faster than anybody else has ever gone and higher. Mm -hmm. And then he bounces off the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like really scary. Cause again, he's yeah. in a tin can. Right. And in there's outer space. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I really enjoy that detail. Because, no, again, I mean, it's a that, film about those details. That first scene was really cool. Yeah. I had no problem with, with, with that. Yeah. Um, I, like, any, I think it won for a sound design, and I think the sound design throughout the whole film was great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just like the character stuff just didn't work at all for me. Hmm. Um, and, again, like maybe it would work better knowing that like this is like a... F because like without knowing, it's like is this... like is this the are the choices that they made for to portray Neil Armstrong like this because it's true to life or because it makes more interesting interesting quote unquote filmmaking yeah can i think those are the wrong questions but that's like the question that you kind of that i asked okay and so since the movie didn't like you know there's no answer that the movie can give right yeah because it's just me wondering how real is this because yeah. the person did exist mm -hmm. and you know for better or for worse, movies are, are, are there to make money, right? And so, like, <sighs> yeah, I mean, like, the cynical part of Hollywood is that filmmaking is a business. Yeah. And so, the, like, you know, with, with knowing almost nothing about this movie going in, it's like, is this filmmaker? Because I didn't even recognize the filmmaker, right? Yeah. I've seen, like, half of his movies or many of them. I mean, I'm just going to chalk that up to you not being super observant, but okay. It's, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I I didn't know who the director of La La Land was or anything, yeah. right? So like, unless I like looked it up, I wouldn't have known. Okay, I wouldn't have made that connection or like Whiplash. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that either. Like, so without knowing that, it's like how cynical, how cynically made was this movie? And so that question is on my mind the whole time watching it. It's yeah. like, are these choices that they're making because it's true to life, or are they making it because they feel like it'll m be more dramatic? and make for a better movie, quote-unquote, yeah. to make the most money. So that's that's what I'm, like, wondering throughout the whole thing. And so knowing that his family was okay and happy with the portrayal, you know, at least they signed off on it, yeah. it lessens that question. And then it is more like, oh, this movie is, is, you know, to showcase his life in this particular way. Yeah, with this particular lens. Right. Yeah. And so then it changes the movie. Yeah, but going into a blind the whole time, I'm thinking, how much is this real? Yeah, and how much is this just to make a better movie, quote unquote, better? Yeah. Okay. Again, I think those are all the wrong uh, questions to ask about this movie. But I think I I ask that about every movie. Yeah, especially about like so, biopics. Yeah, because it's like 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 you know the recent so, Freddie Mercury one. It's like yeah. how real is that you know and how how much is this just to make money yeah yeah 
But there's a point where all of that falls away and it becomes about the actual movie itself. Right. Isn't there? Right, but if you're like seeing it like I am where it's like this is a business and this is like Yeah, okay, so but you don't have like to see that. Like that is a lens of yours that you've put on right. your watching movies in life. Right. And what I'm saying is this is a movie that I think you should try to watch without that lens and experience it in a different way that I feel like I at least have been, again, why watching The Leftovers was such an interesting experience and watching this was such an interesting experience is that I also understand those tendencies that you're coming from Mm -hmm. and I've felt those same things and feel those same things often, but if I can get in a space in which I forget about all of that and I forget that this movie was only made because people care about Neil Armstrong and the moon landing, that they thought this was going to make money, which it didn't, and that like that's like why everybody greenlit this along the way as opposed to some other movie about a similar sort of, um, you know, a depressed father maybe story mm-hmm. um once i remove that and i just watch what is presented in front of me mm-hmm. i got a very different experience and a very um kind of dreamlike uh experiential quality out of this sure. that it again felt like i i don't know i felt like i was drifting through neil armstrong's life but in the best mm-hmm. way okay that I touched on topics and subjects and moments in his life that were important or that the filmmaker thought, hey, this is an important thing to remind you of. Mm-hmm. Just like in a book, you know, thoughts that a, 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 uh, that a character is thinking are sometimes written into the book mm-hmm. in a way that is important for you to know. Like, oh, by the way, this is my connection to this type of thing or right. this is what I'm thinking about this thing. That this movie felt like it was, again, it was crafted in a way that it was those things were so specific that instead of instead of those uh frustrating me like i think they frustrated you they mm-hmm. felt like important details that i'm like oh okay yeah so this is what this is all building to right and this is what this is trying to say about these things and mm-hmm. this is why this is important like why the bracelet is important or you know this is how he deals with grief cuz we see him several times just kind of wanting to leave and uh, you know, that he doesn't, uh, he is uncomfortable experiences, experiencing his grief with other people, which yep. is why he goes to his office all by himself why, after his daughter's death. The, why he leaves the funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why he leaves that funeral. Why he, like, like, tells like, in his the friend huff. To, to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that that is just, like, him as an unsympathetic, sympathetic character, and that it's a very vulnerable thing for somebody to... Um, say that that is how they deal with grief and so they don't you know what i mean i understand what you're saying yeah and i like like the the problem is like in the moment i couldn't disconnect the is this a cash grab or not yeah and are the choices that they're making deliberate to make it a better movie that will sell right and i can't and i think i would argue that uh there's a different movie in this all of this footage that would sell and they purposely tried not to make that movie. Right. There's a movie that where there are are, like, so when uh, they land on the moon, there aren't any triumphant like crowd shots or anything. Or like when they lift off, there's not the, like in a classic space movie, there's always like crowds cheering like, yay, they're doing the thing. Wait, isn't there? So there are shots of people watching it around the globe, Uh but there aren't those shots like at Cape Canaveral or whatever when they're lifting off. No, it's about the, 
astronauts in that spacecraft going okay. on this journey mm-hmm. and all of the like crazy noises that are happening and things that they're seeing and you know the inside of a spacecraft and it gets super hot and there's like crazy stuff going on in the windows and mm-hmm. things like that like i really enjoyed that it focused on that part of it as opposed to like look at that shiny rocket exploding into the sky that's cool like uh-huh. there was a minimum of that and a maximum of them in this again tin can right. doing this insane. I mean they're literally sitting on top of a bomb, yep. being blown into the sky. That's a right. bananas thing and a crazy experience. That uh, at least for me, I don't think I've seen or even felt like I've experienced that in any other movie. And I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that as a change of pace. Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, Man's Raider shows up. How'd you feel about that? Which which guy is he? Uh, he's one of the NASA dudes. You know, Kieran Hines. Oh, fuck. That's where I knew him from. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't place it at all. I was like, oh, who the yeah. fuck is that guy? And then I looked it up and like like I saw his face like on the IMDB page and I was like yeah. I was like, I still don't know who that and I didn't like click it, so okay. I didn't like see Yeah, man's writers there. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Coach Taylor's there. Do you Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that show, but I know. Okay. I've seen the box for it. Yeah. In like movie stores or something. Yeah. Yeah. At Blockbuster. The Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Ba 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 ba. Oh yeah. So this is where I want to say, Jason Clark and Joe Edgerton are like the same person, to me. Wait. So Jason Clark is one of the ast- the Jason astronaut guy. Clark. I think Ed White. Who yep. becomes friends with uh, Neil Armstrong? Horribly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Joel Edgerton. Yeah, I have to look this up. I mean, they're not the exact same, sure, but they're like the same type like and have the same blindness. roles. No, not face blindness. Just like they're always playing the same types of characters, and like they have like the same kind of characters. personalities. Okay, no, like kind of leading man type. But I mean, like, well, not in this movie specifically. Yeah, but right. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that type of like he's more a space cowboy type character. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to Neil's. Yeah, I haven't actually seen that much with either of these people. Okay, but they look kind of the same, right? They look similar. Yeah, they have like the 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 white guy. Yeah, beardy. dark hair, kind of kind of yeah, weird beardy type stuff and big forehead, eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. Anyways, yeah. yeah, that's as close to face blindness as I get. Uh huh. I'm not fully face blind like you. <laughs> I mean, it's just with those two actresses, who All I right. think is like a casting choice. Um, yeah, to be like, oh, Tom Cruise is replacing one person with another. All right. Anyways, uh, uh, yeah. So I also want to say, yeah, to your, uh, uh, I feel like we talked about this in There Will Be Blood. That mm-hmm. I asked the question of, is it minimalist or is it exactly right? Mm-hmm. That I feel like this is another one of those movies that they cut out a lot of stuff, which I think is maybe to your point of this felt very edited to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think it's trying to be bare bones. But mm-hmm. like in the most, we're only going to show what we need as opposed to we don't have what we need. Yeah, no, I don't think that it was like that. It okay. wasn't like that they didn't get what they needed to showcase yeah. the scenes that they did. Right, yeah, I'm not um, saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that I appreciated that again mm-hmm. as a, um, like, yeah, so we talked about with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that it felt like a very film movie. This mm-hmm. felt like another very film movie yeah and i didn't mention it in, in once upon a time in hollywood that also felt like oscar bait to me okay um i think yeah. like i think hollywood loves jerking themselves off yeah. about especially like the golden age of hollywood yeah that um, felt like so more oscar bait kind of like did. la la land than this one did mm-hmm. yeah yeah la la land also felt very oscar bait to me yeah um 
Yeah. Uh, I, ultimately, ultimately, I I didn't. I don't think I dis my my feelings on this movie were very neutral. Yeah. Like I think that it's interesting enough. Like I think all the things that they're like positing about Neil Armstrong are inherently interesting. Yeah. I just don't think that it portrayed them in a c- super compelling way to the point where I'm like engaged in in him as a person. Uh-huh. Um and I I like I needed more like choice of him not interacting with his children if that's what what they were going to do so like there's the like him reject like not wanting to give them that talk where he's like i might not come back yeah right i needed like more of that yeah where like it's him making a choice not to interact with his son in a meaningful way his children in a meaningful way yeah because Mm -hmm. like if that's the thing that you're going to say about the character i want that throughout the movie in a more explicit way and i know like you know i've complained about like things being on the nose and stuff yeah like there's ways to do that where it's not on the nose um like i I think they liked that scene with his children yeah and i wanted more of that because that like made him more of a person otherwise when he's interacting with all his coworkers, he's just like some person yeah like kind of a nothing yeah it's like what do you think he's thinking yeah again i feel i feel like the proof is in the lack of substance with his kids sure and that I think to show that he has a bad um, uh, relationship with his kids is to show him relating less with his kids, not to show him relating more. No, I I didn't want him to relate more. I, I mean, wanted showing interacting. Oh, less. sure. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, yeah. Okay. Again, that's just like yeah. the like we just disagreed on. Yeah. That's fine. All right. Um. Oh yeah, I wanted to also mention about the music. There's a lot of theremin. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on the theremin as an instrument? It's a very spacey instrument. Oh, not really. Is it, um, yeah, I thought the mu- music was fine. Was okay. Good. Yeah. It, so it or, fit. Yeah. Very Originally, well. when I watched the movie, I did not like the music because I was I wanted a more. Oh, there, was, there was one part that I didn't like when they're actually doing the landing part. Yeah. It's like whatever they're playing is looped and like I mean it's just repeated. Yeah. And it repeated for too long i think it's too short of a like a musical thing yeah and then they just keep repeating it until it changes and then once it changed it was better yeah but yeah that bothered me okay Continue. yeah uh yeah so the first time when i watched it i watched it with my family and i didn't like the music i was talking mm-hmm. with my brother and he really liked the music and mm-hmm. i didn't because i think i was searching for a more triumphant oh sure sort no. of yeah score. i mean i like i liked that like how yeah. it was subdued Right, and I didn't the first time, but mm. the more that I've watched it, and I've listened to the album a few times, and mm. I really like it as like a musical composition because mm-hmm. it's very weird and esoteric and um, again impressionistic. That it's right. not about like there aren't really, I mean, there are kind of musical themes, but it's not full mm-hmm. like it's not like John Williams right, motif. Right. Sure, sure, to hell. Well, it's because um, like the it wouldn't fit with the character. Right? right. Yeah, and it wouldn't fit it, with this movie, which is a movie kind of about sort of quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, monotone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of the score is kind of in in in, in tune with that. Mm-hmm. Pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's about it. Yep. I feel like I haven't said much and mostly ranted. I don't uh, know. I like Ryan Gosling in this because he's like, I feel like he's exactly this type of weirdo. Yeah, possibly. Because he's also like, like quiet, but 
So you didn't get like, um, Ryan Gosling is, I guess, a leading man, mm-hmm. but he's not a like. Comparing him to like a Brad Pitt type, Brad Pitt mm-hmm. feels like a little bit of a motor mouth, mm-hmm. um, and a little bit more outwardly friendly. Sure, but Ryan Gosling still has some sort of energy about him. Um, and yeah. Did you so you didn't feel that in any way, or do you feel that about Ryan Gosling at all? Like he kind of has Harrison Ford energy. Harrison Ford is more charismatic, I think. Okay. Or like young Harrison Ford. Yeah. I mean, it's like Indiana Jones is like a swashbuckler, so yeah. like it's different than this one. And right. I don't think I've seen anything with Ryan. Like I haven't seen Drive, and I haven't seen Blade Runner for twenty forty nine. Okay. Um, hmm. which I think is what you're kind of getting at in terms of that uh, I mean, comparison perhaps not kind of oh, okay. i mean i don't oh, I mean that fully. Right, yeah, i just yeah, mean yeah. that right. like as public figures mm-hmm. harrison ford the actor not right. the character uh, the is also mm-hmm. very like terse and right, uh, yeah. subdued and mm-hmm. kind of like goofy but not like zany yeah um and that's a lot of what I get from Ryan Gosling. But they're also both compelling in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not full nobodies. They're not, yeah, like, yeah. full character actors. They still yeah. feel like, I'm paying attention to this guy as opposed to these other schmucks. But I don't know why exactly. I guess that's what I mean by energy. Um, yeah, I don't think I would disagree with that. Okay. I mean, again, I think Ryan Gosling was good in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I th- think his, like, portrayal was what they were looking for. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't, at the time wasn't sure what they were doing yeah like what's the point of having a character like this yeah is this true to life is this like some interpretation is this dramatized yeah to make more money or for whatever reason to make it more of a movie um Mm -hmm. yeah all right uh yeah well we might as well wrap it up kevin what's your score uh 6.5. 6.5. I, you know, didn't love the editing, um, all the close-ups. Like, it did make it very claustrophobic, which yeah. I'm sure was the purpose. But at the same time, like, I needed I needed it to not do that 100% of the time. Yeah. And it felt like it was doing it too, too much. Yeah. Even when it didn't necessarily call for it. Yeah. Because um, at a certain point, you realize that you haven't seen the, anyone's hair in a long time. Just because it's like cutting people off, like at the forehead. Yeah. You're like, what does the that person's hairstyle look like? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Um, All right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. In that, uh, I don't like uh, sixteen millimeter as a film type. Uh huh. It's like I don't like that the image that it gives. Sure. But it works in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird sort of balance. Uh, right. yeah. Uh, rating for me, it's gonna be a nine. Mm-hmm. It's not a full ten because I didn't like. I don't know. This is a movie that's growing on me, though. I think mm-hmm. when I first watched it, I would say it was like maybe a seven point five. Mm-hmm. Second time I watched it, an eight. Mm-hmm. This time is a nine. nine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because the music has really grown on me. I think it's t- taken a lot of time to me to process from the first time I watched it. Mm. But in that processing, I think I've gotten a lot. So yeah, right. I do you want to ask you? Would you want to watch this movie again? Um, probably not. It's very long. It's the only thing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's you know, was it two twenty? Yeah. yeah. Two hours twenty minutes. That's like an an investment. Yeah. And I'm not sure that, like, my time would be more in, like I, I like there's other things that I would rather watch in that time span or okay. do. 
Yeah. So like if like you know if I was hanging out with people and they're like let's watch this movie I wouldn't like object per se because yeah. I don't I don't think I thought it was boring at any point. Yeah. And so I'd be like yeah fine but it's not something that I would go and search out yeah. myself. Or like what if it was showing at uh, a theater someplace would you go and watch it? Yeah probably. Um, just because like I feel like it would be more enjoyable in a theater. Yeah. I was bummed I didn't get to see it in IMAX, but mm. uh, so that the end bit on the moon is all shot in IMAX, and oh, sure. none of the rest of it is. Right. Did you notice that change at all when you're watching it? It like zooms out and right. the 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 bumpers oh. get bumped out. Right. It gets full yeah, screen. Yeah. yeah, that was weird. Okay. Yeah, when they step on the moon, like I right. think it's when they open the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see the brown. And it like goes moon. goes down. Yeah. yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Okay. And you didn't like that? Well, I mean, it was just weird. Like, I didn't realize what had happened. Okay. Yeah. And it was just like this visual, weird visual change. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so that was all shot happened? in IMAX. Okay. Okay. I see. As opposed to 16 mil or sure. I think 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. 35. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, what movie are we doing next? Oh, it's your it pick. Is it my pick? I yep. thought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was my pick, and now it's your pick again. No, that's a special dispatch. Oh, okay. This yeah, is let's my watch, pick uh, from way back. Let's yeah, let's watch Redline. Right, it's Redline. on the YouTube. Anyone else can l- watch it too. Yeah, let's right. watch that movie. Redline, the Animu, the Animu, more Animu. Yep. Oh, is that only the second one we've done? Yeah. I think so yeah, it'll be okay. Yeah, fun stuff. Thank you, you mean, for listening. Wait, do you want more anime or less anime? I don't. I just don't want it to be like anime, anime, anime. Right? Okay. I yeah. want it to be like. A, no, yeah, that episode yeah. was like five episodes ago, six okay. episodes ago. Okay, good. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Uh, yeah. Tata for now. We'll uh, wait. Follow us on the socials <laughs> at howaboutpod. Howaboutpod at gmail dot com. Uh, leave us a review in the iTunes. Uh, I mean, Apple Podcasts. Has anyone reviewed us yet? Uh, they haven't written anything. We are up to eight reviews, all of them five stars. Thank Huzzah. you very much. Um. Oh yeah, we're also on YouTube now, or in are the we? process of okay. getting on YouTube. Yeah. Great. I was reading about podcasts and uh, YouTube does free uh, transcriptions oh. and that like it's just automated, sure. um, which can be nice. So yeah, if you want to watch us on YouTube, but also subscribe and download, please. Yep. That'd be nice. Uh, and okay. if you can tell one person, that'd be great. Sure. Everybody tell one person. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>